Well, today we are starting a brand new series called Back to the Future. And through this series, we're going to be looking at different clips from the movie and having those help, uh, having those help us illustrate some different biblical truths from the Bible. And, and the title of my message today is Be Courageous. Be Courageous. And a, a few weeks ago, I lacked some courage. To give you some context, I am not much of an outdoorsman. Like, you will never catch me going out and, like, camping in the woods. Like, sleeping in a tent around creatures and crawly things and lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Like, I, I, I just have no desire to do it. If I'm going to go camping, it's going to be in a cabin. There will be four walls in that building. There will be a roof, a door to lock, some air conditioning, and some heat up in that bad boy. Like, that's how I'm going to go camping. I don't look trying to, like, catch snakes or anything like that. Matter of fact, the closest I want to get to wildlife is through watching the Discovery Channel, if you know what I'm saying, okay? And one thing about the outdoors that just freaks me out are ticks. Ticks to me are like the foulest creature on the face of the planet. I mean, you're talking about something that embeds its head in you and sucks your blood. It's just gross. That's foul. They freak me out. Matter of fact, I almost didn't make it in youth ministry because when I was a youth leader in Springfield, Missouri, I was out in the country with some students and this kid found this big old tick and he was going to put it on me. And I was like, if you put that on me, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> and how you know that doesn't look good on your resume if you're trying to be in youth ministry, knocked out a student, but they freaked me out. And so a couple weeks ago, I'm getting out of the shower and uh, I hear my wife yell my name, Chris. And it was like it was like a startled yell. Okay, something's wrong. Something happened. And so I throw out my towel. I peek outside the room. I'm like, what? And she's like, come here. And I'm like, so I walk over. What? She's like, look. What is this on the back of Jace's head? And she kind of pulls his hair back, and there is this little creature stuck to him. And immediately, I was like. Went back in the corner and was like, what is that, babe? She's like, I think it's a tick. And y'all instantly, I am frozen. I'm, par I'm not moving out. of. I'm like, I'm like this in the corner. And she's like, what are we going to do? And I'm thinking to myself, we? What are you going to do? And I'm like, babe, you need to take it out. And she's like, babe, you need to take it out. So I had to think of something real quick. I'm like, babe, my hands shake. My hands are shaky. I can't pull it out. She's looking at me like, seriously, Chris? But I, I, I was not pulling that thing. I wouldn't want to get close to it. I was far away. She's like, well, how do I take it out? She's like, I, I think I need to light a match. You know, my son's got like curly hair. And I'm like, babe, don't light a match. You're going to light Jason's hair on fire. You know, she's like, are you going to take this tick out? Or am okay, zip my mouth. Don't use a match though. So she looked it up and it says you're supposed to you know, get some tweezers and kind of pull slowly and turn or something. I have no clue. I'm in the corner, y'all. And so I'm watching all this. Matter of fact, she, she brings my son past me to go into the restroom and I'm still, I'm just sitting there like, and I'm watching her. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know what I mean? And so I see her, she pulls it out, you know what I mean? I'm like, babe, put that thing in a bag. Put it in a bag, seal it, kill it, stomp it. I was just grossed out, mortified. I mean, it's just, they're just... The foulest creature. I'm like, Lord, why would you create such a creature? 
It didn't even make sense to me. So I was completely paralyzed. And I'd like to think that if my wife wasn't there, I would have mustered up the courage to get the tweezers and to go and to pull it out. The reality is, if my wife wasn't there, I probably would have been like, boop, boop, boop. 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, my son has a tick in his head, and I see somebody come over here and take it out. I mean, I was paralyzed. I was, bro, I was a huge coward. My wife was making funny. Like, even now, y'all, it, may, it makes me cringe. Like, I'm itching right now. I'm like, ugh. I've already had preached about this thing twice. I mean, it's just, they are just gross and fat. I mean, freak me out. And so I had zero courage in that, mo- in, in that moment. And in the movie Back to the Future, George McFly, he struggles with this. He lacks courage. He's afraid of everything. He's afraid of people. He's afraid of girls. He's got all kinds of insecurities and fears. And if he doesn't get some courage, he's never going to change. His life is never going to change. And in the movie, his son Marty, he, he kind of recognizes his dad as ca- kind of a coward. But there's a part in the movie where uh, Marty uh, has to, he's trying to escape some guys that are trying to kill him. And this is the time when he's next to Doc, and Doc was showing him the DeLorean, the, the, the vehicle, you'll see it out there, took him back in time. And so he hops into that vehicle trying to escape these men that are trying to shoot him up. And so he's driving, he's trying to escape, and as he's trying to escape, he gets the vehicle like up the speed it needs, like the perfect speed to send him back in time and so he hits that speed goes back in time 1955 he doesn't even quite realize it it's like okay this is my town but I don't recognize it he's like something's weird here and so he ends up walking in to a diner and to his surprise he ends up seeing his dad who is a much younger than him and he gets a first-hand look at the lack of courage his dad had in high school Hey, McFly, what do you think you're doing? Biff. Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bunk. Oh, hey, Biff. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Yeah, you got my homework finished, McFly? Uh, well, actually, I figured since it wasn't due till Monday. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think, McFly. Think. I gotta have time to recopy. You realize what would happen if I hand in my homework in your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Well, now, of course not. No, I wouldn't no. want that to happen. What are you looking at, butthead? Hey, Biff, get all of this guy's life preserver. Dork thinks he's going to drown. Yeah. So, uh, how about my homework, McFly? Uh, okay, Biff. Well, I'll, uh, I'll finish that on up tonight, and then I'll, uh, bring it over first thing tomorrow morning. Hey, not too early, I sleep in Sunday. Oh, mm-hmm. McFly, your shoes are tied. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't be so gullible, McFly. Okay. I don't want to see you in here okay. again. Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> bye-bye. A tick paralyzed me, but George's issue is a biff. It's Biff. He's scared of Biff. He's intimidated by Biff. He won't stand up to him. He backs down from Biff. And we all have Biffs in life. Things that scare us, things that back us down, and we all have things in life that we need courage to overcome, you know, especially when it comes to our relationship with God. Matter of fact, some people, they need courage to start a relationship with God, to overcome those fears. And then once you even start a relationship with God, we need courage in some areas of our life to grow 
in our relationship with God. And this is why the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, it says, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. God gives us this instruction because He knows we're going to face challenges, obstacles, difficulties. We're going to face things that we fear. We're going to face things that we need to stand firm, be courageous, and be strong in. He knows we're going to face situations at work where we're going to have to stand firm and be courageous, where we have integrity, or maybe we have to stop lying or change a part of our lifestyle. He knows that for some of us that are maybe living a lifestyle of partying and sleeping around, it's going to take some courage to stop living that way and and to change our life. He knows for some of us that are followers of Christ, it takes courage to share our faith and share our story and and invite somebody to church. He, He knows that for some of us, We need courage simply to come to church by ourselves. We'll come with family, we'll come with friends, but by ourselves we stay home. And we need some courage to overcome that. Or maybe it's serving in a ministry. We've never done it before. It makes us kind of nervous. We don't know if we can make a difference. And so it's going to take some courage to take that step and to start serving. There are many areas in our life where we need to stand firm and be courageous. And George had a couple of his, in his. And one of the big ones, again... It was Biff. Well, Marty is now back in time. It's 1955. He sees that his dad is a coward and a chicken. But in the midst of interacting with his dad, Marty interrupts the time where his mom and dad were to meet and fall in love. He literally stops them from falling in love. Well, this is problematic for Marty because if they don't fall in love, Marty never gets born. And so he realizes that he messes up. And so he's got to come up with a plan to get his mom and dad to fall back in love. But his dad is a coward. He's a chicken. He lacks courage. But he finally convinces his dad to to go through with, with, with a master plan. And his master plan was this. Marty was going to take Lorraine, his mom, to the dance. I know, kind of weird, but roll with me. He's going to take his mom to the dance. And while they were parked, he was going to get a little aggressive with her. And right at this moment, George was going to come up to the car, open the door, say, get your filthy hands off of her, and throw Marty out, and then, you know, save the day, save Lorraine, and they fall in love and live happily ever after. So George agrees to go along with this plan. Check out how his plan unfolds. Hey, you, get your hands off. Oh, I think you got the wrong car, McFly. George, help me, please. Just turn around, McFly, and walk away. Are you deaf, McFly? Close the door and beat it. No, Biff. You leave her alone. All right, McFly. You're asking for it. And now you're going to get it. Biff, stop it! Biff, you'll break his arm! Biff! Biff! Leave him alone! Let him go! Let him go!
Are you okay? with the left. That's what I'm talking about, George. Today I want to share with you two truths about being courageous. The first truth is this. Courage brings breakthrough in our relationship with God. Courage brings breakthroughs in our relationship with God. George comes onto the scene. He finally mustered up the courage to go with Marty's plan and things don't go out quite the way he expected. He opens the door and there is his biggest fear. His, busy, his biggest obstacle, Biff. But I love it how George, he, he stands his ground. He musters up some courage to say, I'm not leaving. Then Biff gets out and stands up and he tries to get him with a little right hand and it, it doesn't quite work. But he doesn't turn and run. He doesn't cower. He balls up that left hand, Muhammad Ali. Bing! Knocks Biff out. He mustered up the courage. And a breakthrough happened for him. He overcame his fear. He overcame his obstacle. And him and Lorraine fell in love. Just like George, we'll all run into a biff, whether we, it's expected or unexpected. And we're going to need courage to overcome it and to face it and to have a breakthrough. And we're going to be faced with a choice to turn and run or stand firm and be courageous. And biffs come in all different ways, shapes, and sizes. It may be a, a marital biff. You got married and you just thought you married the perfect person and everything was going to be great and it doesn't turn out to be great. Start having issues and problems and things aren't working out the way you thought it would and you're faced with a choice. Turn and run or stand firm. Be courageous. Fight through for your marriage. Maybe it's a making a difference, Biff. You sign up to serve in the youth ministry to make an impact on teenagers in this generation and you're pumped up and you're ready to go and you start serving and you realize there's challenges. It's not as easy as you thought it would be. You're trying to get through to students and you realize, like Shrek said, they're like onions. They got all these layers you got to pull back. And it's going to take time and energy and love and blood, sweat and tears. And you're facing a biff of, do I turn and run or do I stand firm, be courageous and love these students to Jesus? Maybe it's a growing in your faith biff. Maybe for some of you, it's the first time you've ever came to church. Or maybe it's the first time in a long time. And you're here and you love it. You love the worship. You love the message. You know this is where I need to be. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, I need to be in church growing and, and my life being changed. But when you leave here today, your mind's going to start to be filled with reasons, excuses of why not to come back. Thoughts of it's not going to really matter. You're not really going to be able to change. It's too much of a commitment. Oh, this came up and that came up. And by the end of the week, by next Sunday, you're faced with another decision to turn and run. Would it be courageous and commit to coming to church, a place where you can grow and thrive in your faith? For me and my wife, we faced a uh, credit card debt biff. Me and Jamie, since we've been followers of Christ, we've been tithers and, and givers. But before we came to People's Church, we got ourselves in some crazy credit card debt. And I've learned that you can be a tither and you can be a giver and you can have God bless you. But you feel like you're not being blessed because you mismanage your money. And this is what happened to me and Jamie. We mismanaged 
our money. And so we had all this debt and we're facing this biff. And I remember Pastor Herbert preaching about being debt free and just feeling the Holy Spirit just speak so clearly to me that we needed to do this. We needed to take the necessary steps. I remember sitting down with Jamie and talking to her about the amount and just looking at it and saying, we don't know if we can do this. And face the crossroads, do we turn and run or do we stand firm and be courageous? And so we made the decision, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to change up our spending habits. We're going to have to maybe sell some things, get rid of some things. And so, and, and wouldn't you know, when we first started to make those decisions, it's like the garage door opener broke. You know what I mean? Air conditioning unit broke. Car broke down. All of a sudden, we got all these other expenses. And it feels hopeless. We're facing this biff. It's big. It's tall. It's scary. And we don't know if we can overcome it. And I wish I could tell you, man, 30 days we knocked it out, but... Wasn't the case at all. Took month after month of chipping away, of punching that biff in the face, and it punching us back in the faith and, and face, and just continuing to, to, to attack it and go after it. And all during that time, we continued to tithe. We continued to give. We did not want to miss out on God's blessing. We did not want to disobey God. But it was hard. We had to cut some things back. We had to sell a car and get a cheaper car and get a car that was better on gas. I mean, we just had to do a lot of different things. But month after month after month, we kept uh, attacking it. And man, I have some awesome news that just this last month, we paid off over $18,000 worth of credit card debt. Man, to God be the glory. And it wouldn't have happened if we didn't stand firm and be courageous. See, there is breakthrough on the other side of an act of courage. And many of you, you need a, a breakthrough in your life. But you're facing a biff. You're scared. You're intimidated. You've been backing down. And in order for you to have that breakthrough, you're going to have to stand firm. You're going to have to be courageous. But I want you to know on the other side of that courage, there's a breakthrough. On the other side of that courage, there is a blessing. And so I encourage you, stand firm. Be courageous in your marriage. Do whatever it takes. Keep loving each other. Keep working at it. Go to counseling. Do whatever you got to do to have that breakthrough. For some of you that are living the single life, man, I want to encourage you. Be strong and courageous. Keep living pure. Have boundaries for your life. You got you to have a conviction. I'm not going to buy into it. I'm going to test drive the car before I drive it. You got to say, no, 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 baby. I'm putting Jesus in the driver's seat and I'm going to honor God. I'm going to take an act of courage and I'm I'm going to have a breakthrough. Some of you in your finances, you got to be strong. You got to have courage. Keep tithing. Keep spending less than what you make every month. Keep just, just uh, attacking that debt. Keep knocking it out. There's a breakthrough on the side at your job with your friends. Be courageous. Honor God. There's a breakthrough on the other side. Stand firm. Be courageous. It's a breakthrough. On the other side of your act of courage. We see in the Bible how Joshua, God came to him and said, Joshua, I want you to take my people into the promised land. Moses had just died. And all of a sudden, Joshua is now facing this biff. He's facing a fear. It's a tall task. He's, he's dealing with people that were, that were rude and complained all the time. And he's, he's nervous about it. He's not sure he can do it. And three times as God is giving Joshua this instruction, he tells him, be strong and courageous. God knew Joshua was going to have to overcome some fears. God knew Joshua was going to have to overcome some doubt. And so three times he told him, be strong and courageous. And so I want to encourage you with what God told him in Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. He says, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people 
to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. I want you to know just like God had a promise for Joshua's life, he has a promise and a purpose for your life. You are the one that he wants to have that breakthrough to overcome that situation, to overcome whatever you are facing. He says, be strong and very courageous. Look, it's not going to be easy. You've got to be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either uh, to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Look, we got to follow God's commands. You can't turn to the right or to the left. You just got to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, fixed on God, and keep moving forward and courageously going towards your breakthrough, your victory. He then says in verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous a third time. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Look, you're going to face some fears. You're going to face some discouragement. But be strong and courageous. He says, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is a word for somebody today. You need to know the Lord your God is with you to get you through, to help you have a breakthrough, to overcome that fear, obstacle, whatever you're facing. And we see in the story of Joshua, God gives him the instructions. He rallies up his army. God tells him, I want you to circle that building or I want you to circle that wall seven times. And at the end, you're going to blow the trumpets. No weapons involved. It took courage. It wasn't easy. But Joshua did it. The walls came coming down. You are one act of courage away from your breakthrough, away from your freedom, away from God. Doing something amazing in your life. Courage brings breakthroughs in our relationship with God. The second truth I want you to know about being courageous is this. Being courageous will change our future. Being courageous will change our future. This next clip I'm going to show you is what happens after Marty now goes back to the future, after George has knocked out Biff and his parents fall back in love. A rematch, oh, a, a rematch? Why? Were yeah. you cheating? No. Hello. Good morning. Oh. Mom, Dad, what, Mark, did you hit your head? Why. You guys, you guys look great. Mom, you, you look so thin. Why, thank you, Marty. George. Good morning, sleepyhead. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, Mom. Oh, Marty, I almost forgot Jennifer Parker called. Oh, I sure like her, Marty. She is such a sweet girl. Isn't tonight the night of the big date? What? What, Ma? Well, aren't you going up to the lake tonight? You've been planning it for two weeks. Well, Mom, we talked about this, but how can I go to the lake? The car's wrecked. Wrecked? Wrecked? Are you sure the car's fine? Why am I always the last one to know about these things? See, there's Biff out there waxing right now. Uh, now, Biff, I want to make sure that we get two coats of wax this time, not just one. Just finishing up the second coat now. Now, Biff, don't con me. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. McFly. I, I meant I was just starting on the second coat. Yeah, Biff, what a character. Always trying to get away with something. Yeah, I've top Biff ever since high school. Although, if it wasn't for him... We never would have fallen in love. That's right. Mr. McFly! Mr. McFly, you just arrived! Oh, hi, Marty! I think it's your new book! Oh, honey. Your first novel. 
Like I've always told you, you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Come on, y'all. George is a new man. That one act of courage changed his future. As my students would say, he's got some swag. All right? It changed his life forever. One act of courage. And we can look throughout the Bible and see many men and women. One act of courage that has changed their future forever. I think about David, a shepherd boy that came onto the battle scene of the Philistines and Israelites and how Israel and the king were shaking in their boots. None of them had the courage to go out and face Goliath. They were all hiding, but David came out and he said, I will face that giant and with God's help, I will defeat him. He had courage and he took his slingshot and he walked out onto that battlefield and he swung around that stone and shot it out, defeated Goliath, and it changed David's future forever. He became king. It changed all of Israel's future. I think about Noah, how Noah was a righteous man living in an unrighteous world, and God told him to build an ark, and how people were uh, laughing at him and questioning him and doubting him, but how Noah stood firm. He had courage. He honored God, lived for God. He built that ark. How many of you are thankful you're alive today? Are you thankful that you're alive today? It's because the courage of Noah that we are alive. His future, our future was changed forever because of an act of courage. I think of Rahab the prostitute, a lady making wrong decisions, living the wrong lifestyle. But opportunity came knocking on her door with two spies that needed to be hid. God gave her an opportunity and she had the courage to take in those two men and to hide them there. And it changed her future. When the city was destroyed, her life was spared. Her family's life was spared. She's in the genealogy of Jesus because she had courage to follow God. I think about Moses. God came to him and said, go to Pharaoh. Tell him to let my people go. Moses is scared. He's doubting himself. He has a stuttering problem. How in the world he's going to do this? But he had courage. And he marched right up to Pharaoh. And he said, la, 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 let my people go. And God used him to lead the people out of Egypt and set him free. Futures were changed because of courage. I think of the woman with the issue of blood. An outcast hopeless situation she has gone to doctor after doctor after doctor nobody can find anything to heal her and one day she's out and she sees a crowd and she sees Jesus she's not supposed to be near anybody she's not supposed to touch anybody but Jesus is in that crowd and she starts making her way towards Jesus people are looking at her sneering at her what are you doing and she doesn't care I see Jesus and so she had courage she pushes through that crowd if I can only touch his garment I'll be healed and so she has courage she pushes through she touches the garment and she is healed by the power of God her future changed because she had courage you are one act of courage away one step of faith away of your destiny your future being changed forever getting in line with the plan and the purpose that God has for you one to prosper you when to change your life forever. I think about my life. Growing up, I did not believe in God. Matter of fact, in high school, not only did I not believe in God, I was living a wild and crazy lifestyle. I was partying all the time. I was getting drunk every weekend. I was sexually active. I was lost. I was hopeless. I was hurting. I was looking for love in 
all the wrong places. And I started going to a church. The only reason I went was because I couldn't date this girl unless I went to her church. And even for... <clears throat> I know, right? Hey, God will use your sin to get you. Be careful. And so I'm going into this church, and for a whole year, nothing changes. I'm still drinking, partying. I actually start doing it drugs, something I said I would never do. And I remember one Wednesday night at a youth group coming in, sitting in the back during the message. And I remember just started processing my life. I'm doing all these things, partying, drinking. I'm doing all these things to find joy and happiness. I thought that's what life was all about. But I just feel empty. I feel lost. I'm hurting. And I remember in that moment so clearly, in the back all by myself, just simply saying, God, if you're real, I want to know you. And I remember in that first moment of vulnerability, I just felt like the love of presence of God. And out of nowhere, I just started to weep. And I tried to cover it up. I didn't want anybody to see me. Now I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. But I'm just weeping because I just feel the love of God for the first time. And I remember feeling there thinking, I want to change. I need to change. But I know I cannot do this on my own. And my youth pastor, service is done. He's walking towards the back. I just got my head down. He has no idea what's going on, but he's walking towards the back. And I have this moment. I can choose to turn and run, duck my head, and try to figure it out on my own, which would not have worked. I wouldn't have figured it out. Or I could grab him and confess everything. My shame, my sin, and so when he got right up next to me, I, I just went for it. it. It was a moment of courage. It was a moment of desperation. I grabbed him. I pulled him down. And I told him everything. I'm drinking. I just started doing drugs. I'm having sex. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing all. I want what you have. I want to change. And I remember how he, he was there and he prayed with me and he helped me. He's like, man, you need to come to church every week, every Wednesday, every Sunday. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I remember how he would check up on me. Look, if I didn't take that act of courage, my life would have never been changed. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have the wife that I have or the kids that I have. I wouldn't be leaving out my dream job. Look, you need to know God has the same for you. And you are one act of courage away from your life being changed forever and ever and for all eternity. But you got to have some courage. And God's with you. He is with you. The Lord is with you today. But we have to act. And so I'd encourage you today, I don't know what your act of courage is, I don't know what steps you need to take, but whatever they are, take them. It will lead to the breakthrough you, lead, you need, and it will lead to your life being changed forever, your future being changed. And so I encourage you with this today, wherever you may be in your journey with God, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on guard. It's not going to be easy, it's going to be challenging. But stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. It'll change your life forever.